I'm always impressed when directors endeavor to make movies like Boston Strangler because when you make a movie that's about the process of journalism, it takes a lot of effort to make it exciting. Mm. There are only a handful of movies who have kind of focused in on that and made it good, like Zodiac, All the President's Men, The Post more recently. And when I say focus in on it, I mean they don't add unnecessary drama because obviously the job of journalism is quite dull. Even though you're breaking an investigative tale, for the most part, if you watch Spotlight, it's people running around trying to talk to people. Yeah. And trying to get them to confess something. And that's it, right? I mean, All the President's Men is the landmark example of this because in that movie, they don't do much. And when you watch it, you're like, yes, there's a tense scene in a dark car park. But for the most part, there is very little drama happening in that movie. That movie opens with the infiltration of the Watergate Hotel and and you think, oh, this is going to be exciting. And like, nope, you're wrong. It's got none of that. There's no spy stuff going on here. Which is why I think William Goldman's screenplay for that is a great benchmark. And I think Mm. Matt Ruskin definitely borrows from those ideas to build this story about the Boston Strangler. And he shifts the focus in this movie to the two women journalists who were the first to kind of really pay attention to the story and break it and paint this incredible picture of what it was like for women in journalism at the time. Now, for those of you who don't know, Boston Strangler killed 13 women in Boston in the 1960s and his story, we're assuming it's a he, his story is actually quite a complicated one because there were many people who were thought to be the Boston Strangler. And until today, there really isn't a conclusive answer on who it was. There are still multiple theories out there. And let me tell you, this movie sent me down one of those YouTube rabbit holes. And yeah, it's (laughs) crazy. There's a lot of cool, weird, fucked up, corrupt shit that prevented like this murderer from being caught. But yeah, what Matt Ruskin does in this, which is very, very cool, is one hour and like 48 minutes, he tells a very complex story. He doesn't add unnecessary drama or tension where, you know, Kira Knightley might be hunted as well. You know, he doesn't make any of that shit up. He tells a real journalism process story that will have you at the edge of your seat. That's really, really cool. It's unfortunately the standard thing of women in the... In the workplace in the 1960s, Kira Knightley's Loretta was just essentially a... Lifestyle journalist? Yeah. Lifestyle journalist type lady. And in the beginning of the film, they're like, hey, review this new toaster. Yeah. So she she starts to see a pattern that a lot of the men have been avoiding. And I think her fighting for that comes through, I thought. She says in the in the movie that she would have been a nurse had not her English teacher pulled her aside and told her to apply for a college, right? She's now a writer fighting against a time where women were being treated badly. Cops would not talk to them. There's a lot of buddy-buddy thing with the police at the time, with certain journalists and everybody's trying to protect each other. And Matt Ruskin covers all of that without doing too much, without, without making it a political thing. He focuses it purely on 
these two women who were trying to break the story of the Boston Strangler. The movie's been out for a week on Hulu in the US and Disney Plus Hotstar over here. And I haven't been following the response to the movie because, you know, we try not to read anything before we record our own reviews or write our own reviews so it doesn't kind of cloud our judgment. And I'm not sure what other people are saying, but I have to say it is remarkable to be able to do all of that in such a short runtime and still make it feel complex. Like nothing feels left out and it doesn't feel surface level. This is a story about sexism at the workplace. This is a story about, like you said, how women were treated in the 1960s in general and whether or not their murders were that important. Would the police have cared more if it was men that were being murdered? Look, it's not even that. Loretta's editor clearly says, these are nobodies. These are four old women. The first murders were four widowed old women in their houses. And the editor's words were, these are nobody. Why should I care? Yeah. And then you get stories about police corruption. You get stories about the criminal justice system. All of this is happening. And I think the writing is incredibly tight. It was written by Matt Ruskin as well. To be able to weave these elements into the story and yet not ignore the two central performances Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon, who play Jean Cole and Loretta McLaughlin. Now, go look up Jean Cole and Loretta McLaughlin. They are incredible journalists and their stories and everything they've done afterwards after the Boston Strangler, also very, very cool. But, and I don't know if this is a controversial statement, I think this is one of Kira Knightley's strongest performances. I truly enjoyed watching her on screen doing this. I don't know why you think that is a controversial statement because this was an amazing performance. Oh no, because she's done so many great performances, you see. This was very, very good. The whole cast are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Alessandro Nivola plays a cop who is kind of working with them but still a part of the system and is trying to do his best in a bad world. Mm. I love Chris Cooper and... I think he plays the editor who is kind of hard-nosed but has a heart of gold. He's trying to do his best and maybe help the ladies, but at the same time, he's worked through a system that has put them down for so long that he doesn't quite know how to manage it yet. Yeah. All of that comes across. All of the things we were talking about with regards to sexism, not only in the workplace, but also at home, not only sexism from men against women. At one point, Kira Knightley's sister-in-law comes over to berate Kira Knightley's husband with regards to why she's out working and out in the real world and all that. So it's a different time. And I think the movie covers all of that very clearly, very well. And also, I think one of the most impressive things the movie does is how it handles the tension of the situation and how it manages to create tension because you are tense throughout. And if you're watching Zodiac, for example, or All the President's Men or Spotlight or The Post, it's funny when people call them thrillers because they are thrillers and they feel like Mm. thrillers, but they Mm. don't have the same elements that a thriller usually would. And I think this one is a thriller as well, even though... Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon aren't necessarily in real physical danger at any point. There are moments when you're worried about them because they feel like maybe they've crossed the line and there are people coming after them. But at the same time, it's not that same kind of physical threat that these women would usually face in a thriller. 
and yet so tense. And a lot of that is just the way Matt Ruskin has shot this film, right? Yes. It's, it's got that beautiful 70s, 60s sort of, and I guess that's just because that's what Boston looks like. There's a green, there's a darkness to it. Everything looks a little dusk-like. You know, you're never quite sure what time of day anything is. But even the murders, the first moment in the movie and how he depicts the first strangulation, if you will, it isn't exploitative. You hear sounds and you don't necessarily see anything and yet it works. There's a shot in the trailer when these are the shots that I love because the character of the Boston Strangler is in such flux. We don't know who it is at all that a lot of the shots are specifically designed in such a way where you don't see anything. In the trailer, there's a shot of a gentleman pulling tools out of the boot of a car you know you just see his chest down there's a shot of a man walking into an apartment shot from across the hall there are these really sort of designed and moody shots that betray none of the questions of who this character is or who the boston strangler is with regards to within the story Honestly, when I first heard about it, I was really hoping it would be a TV series and not a film. I was hoping so too, yeah. Right? Uh, Because I think there is so much of the story that you could explore. But then, after watching it, I was incredibly impressed at how Matt Ruskin manages to compress all of this intense storytelling into this short runtime. I really want it to be a TV series only because then I get to see more of Chris Cooper and Alessandro Nivola. I wouldn't say they were underutilized because that implies that they were written out of the project. It's just that they weren't needed in it. You know what I mean? Alessandro Nivola was great. Chris Cooper was amazing in his editor protecting my writers against the police chief thing. So you said earlier about how you felt like Nivola's detective was trying to help out the two journalists I read it more as just Alessandro Nivola's detective is doing to the women what another detective would have done to men he was not dismissing of the two women because they were women but rather allowing them the same kind of access any other journalist would have gotten and I really liked that performance I'm a real sucker for movies like this I just love these kind of journalistic thrillers I swear to God, if Zodiac wasn't as long as it is, I would watch that movie more often. I do love that movie. It's just so cleverly executed. Because like Boston Strangler, even with the Zodiac killer, you don't get any answers. And I think it's really hard to craft a crime thriller or a true crime story which leaves people hanging at the end because there's no real resolution to who done it. If you enjoyed all those other movies that you mentioned, The Post, Zodiac Killer... This is right up your alley. Let us know what you think once you've seen Boston Strangler. You know how to reach out. All of our social media feeds are GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline 012-524-5208. Drop us a line on any one of those platforms and we'll send you a link to join our brand new Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.